Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome to the Love of the Star podcast. I am Bobby Belt, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. Joined, as always, by former Super Bowl winning NFL scout Brian Broadus. He is now the co-host of the GVAG Nation, 2 to 7 p.m., Monday through Friday, uh, you can also catch him as the pre- and post-game co-host on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. And uh, you can also catch him on the draft show twice a week, me as well, both of us on DallasCowboys.com, uh, when I don't have sales meetings or other things that preclude me from uh, coming. But, uh, Brian, how you doing today? Robert, I'm doing very well. Uh, I was in a hit-and-run accident last night. You were? Yeah, hit-and-run. This, this is not... This is not uh, theater here guys no, i no. Not know that what happened i i cannot leave our building over here on uh central expressway without having something happen i was so why did you why did you flee the scene uh i yeah why did i flee the scene why'd you why or oh you were the victim of a hit and run got it okay sorry real quick if i can i i don't people have problems uh this is the least uh, i mean trust me there's folks that have a lot more problems i've had my Truck stolen from this building, and I was involved in a hit and run literally 500 yards from the front door of this building last Man. night. I was going uh, going down uh, McKinney, and a guy ran a stop sign, went right into the front left of my uh, car, which is basically brand new. So, Is uh, it totaled? No. I, I drove it. I was able to drive it. I drove it to the to – the, uh, repair place today but we just don't have a lot of parts in the world now you know because of the pandemic so yeah. i'm driving a render car uh you know i mean there's hey there's a lot more problems in the world but just unfortunate uh i was able to uh was able to get the license plates i took a picture of the guy's license plate as he's driving away and i had it so um unfortunately uh this gentleman i don't think was from here because uh, uh, I, I had a conversation with him, uh, very one-sided. Uh, and, then and then he just left? He was talking to somebody on the phone, and they made a determination that you probably need to get out of there. He hit me in a Suburban. He had a Suburban with a trailer on the back. And uh, so, yeah. It's do, you wanna, do you, do you want to just give out his license plate right now to everyone who's listening? No, no, I don't. Okay. I, I, All right. I'm going to let the Dallas Police Department handle that one. But, yeah, it's unfortunate. Oh. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Well, well, well maybe uh, maybe after the uh, Fox 4 shows a picture of the Suburban a month after the crime, uh, the Dallas Police will catch him just like they did with the Calvin Joseph situation. So, uh, yeah, that's good. Uh, best of luck to you on that, Brian. Thank you. Uh, okay, it, it, it'll be all right. Everything's fine, like I say. It's good to be with everybody. Let's talk some Cowboys football. Let's talk some draft. Let's talk some whatever you want to talk about, Bobby. And whatever do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about Kelly Kapowski on my shirt from Saved by the Bell? Did she come into studio today, or is she coming? No, she didn't. I'm just. Uh, I just. I love this shirt. It's an old okay. Kapowski shirt. But we actually have Cowboys content to talk about. 
This I is didn't bring, I didn't mean to bring everybody down with my. No, it was good. I, I just you're, can't, you're, I can't catch a break with autos leaving this radio facility. That's my problem. It's a bad it's omen. It's a bad, bad omen, bro. Bad omen, yeah. This is this is the dead period for the Cowboys. It February, is. February 17th about now. You're talking about you're a few weeks out from their last playoff game. So there's not really any storylines we can still carry out of there. We've probably already kicked off a couple of the, hey, what are they going to do this offseason type questions? Yeah. Knock those out. And you're still a couple weeks, you know, a couple weeks away from the combine, being able to react to that, a couple weeks away from the draft. Like this really is around here, mid-February is probably the deadest it'll be on Cowboys talk. But we are saved. Because Jory Epstein from Yahoo Sports cornered Dak Prescott at the Super Bowl, and she held on to the article until today, uh, or until uh, Wednesday when she dropped it. And so uh, we have fresh Dak Prescott quotes on the Cowboys offense, Brian. Mm-hmm. And I don't. From what we we're talking about earlier, I don't think you've seen these yet. So this will be. No, I'll get, I haven't. Yeah, I've been I'll working fresh. I've been doing stuff all morning other than what I'm supposed to be doing. How about that? I'll get I'll get fresh Brian Broaddus reaction here. So this is Jory's article at Yahoo Sports. Jory, by the way, one of the best uh, on the beat. She's she, best she, friends with Dak, too, by the way. Oh, she, she's she got a good relationship with Dak. She, she and Dak are very, very close. Very close. She and, she and Dak are good. And so uh, Jory's headline is, How much will Cowboys offense change under Mike McCarthy? Dak Prescott weighs in. And so the central question she had here after catching up with them at Super Bowl was, how much will the Cowboys system change as head coach Mike McCarthy takes over play calling? And Dak said, right now, Mike told me about 20, 30% change. I think, uh, if anything, it's things that need to be changed. It's great to dial in, fix some things, get sharper and crisper. I'm excited. So uh, there's a couple other quotes, and we'll kind of go down the list of, of other things that I had to say. But right off the bat, when you hear... 20 to 30 percent change if McCarthy has said something like that to Dak and Dak has relayed that what is what is 20 to 30 percent that sounds does that mean like hey we're gonna change we're gonna change our language so the language makes up 20 to 30 percent of it or is it we're gonna throw out 20 to 30 percent of what's typically been in the game plan when you if you were to hear something like that do you think that's just a bs number they're throwing out a bs estimate or do you think that is indicative of you're going to see some moderate changes. It's not going to be a complete overhaul, but there will be some moderate changes. I kind of feel like that it is, uh, I want to say kind of a BS number. And I say a BS number because you don't know until you sit down and start to go through your roster and what you have, what you don't have, how you're going to line up up front, what running backs are you going to have? Are you going to have both running backs here? Are you going to have one running back here? Are you going to draft a receiver? Are you going to draft a tight end? You know, there's a lot of things that are kind of going into this. I think some of the changes he needs to think about is maybe Mike McCarthy doesn't like the option route stuff. Dak was talking about, no, I want to keep the option route stuff in. That's probably a discussion that Dak and Mike are going to have to have going forward uh, or the way that Mike's going to call those particular routes. I think Mike needs to figure out how to get the screen game going uh, uh, much better here. It's not existent. You know, I mean, you talk about changes that need to be made. You know, teams are doing a great job of getting backs in space with screen packages. They're getting tight ends in space with screen packages. But I don't know if Mike can throw a number on it like 20 or 30%. I kind of feel like Dak is being really, really good to try to say there's going to be change. There could be, there could be a hundred percent change, you know, but I think it's all about 
personnel groups, when they sit down and look at the cutups, what were they really, really good at? What were they really bad at? And then they need to implement a better job with their screen packages. On the screen packages, what what coaches are you like? Like, I mean, obviously Mike McCarthy, Brian Schottheimer, they're going to be involved in that. But are you are you also, I guess, pulling in Mike Solari, whoever yeah. running backs coaches? Where where would you look for? Is there a specific position group where you'd look for help from that? Like, would Solari be the main coach you'd be trying to work with? Like, hey, how do we fix this screen game? Or is that more a, a thing you'd ask from like the backs coaches and things? I think it's a, I really, and I'm not just trying to give you a blanket answer here, but I really do believe that everybody needs to sit in that room and Mike needs to delegate. All right, who are the best screen teams in the National Football League? Who are the best screen teams in college football? Who, you know, let's look at analytics here. You know, I, I know I'm focusing on screen stuff and all that, but teams are using this as a weapon. And the Cowboys, it's just not existent. Tight end yeah. screens, running back screens, just non existent. And so, one of the point of emphasis that I would do if I was Mike McCarthy is I would say, okay, everybody sit down and let's come up with some ideas of how we're going to implement a better screen game or a better, if you want to call it deceptives game. You know, uh, whether it's counter runs or, you know, motion, stuff like that. I would challenge my coaches during this dead period that you're talking about, Bobby, to, you know, before we get really cracking on this draft is to let's come up with some, let's steal some ideas from some people. You know, let's watch Kansas City screen package. Let's watch Philadelphia screen package. Let's watch Jacksonville screen package. You know, let's get some ideas that we can maybe steal from. And it's going to be up to Mike Solari to say, okay, we've got offensive linemen that can do this. We've got backs that can do this. But until you completely really know who you have personnel-wise, it's just like I really like these ideas. And to be a part of it, to make it part of what we're doing, we're going to have to have these kinds of players. I, I think that's something that you could, you clearly you self-evaluate, you self-scout, and then you kind of figure out, okay, these are things we want to do. Do we have the personnel to do it? These coaches have got to come up to speed. Uh, Schottenheimer has been here, you know, but Solari hasn't. He's got to come up to speed of watching all this tape and kind of sitting down and seeing what he has with these offensive linemen. You know, when you, you you mentioned the coaches that need to sit in on this meeting, we're still – we don't have a quarterback's coach named. I think in all likelihood that will be Scott Tolzien eventually. Um, they have not named a running back's coach. So we're we're still kind of waiting around for two parts there. Now, before we jump back into the, the comments, as I mentioned, don't have a quarterback's coach yet. It's expected to be Tolzien. And then I think replacing Tolzien as the assistant uh, offensive coach with a focus on quarterbacks is probably that hire they made this week, Will Harriger from USC, yeah. um, who had been also had spent several years in Seattle with Russell Wilson, working with him and Brian Schottenheimer there. Uh, Dan Quinn hired him in Atlanta to do some work. He was uh, Trevor Lawrence's quarterback coach in uh, 2021. Um, but Will Harriger, another guy, as, as we kind of briefly dovetail real quick, Harriger, a guy who at USC – gets a lot of credit when you talk to people for being hands-on and working with Caleb Williams, who who saw a lo- who showed a lot of growth as a sophomore in 2022. Uh, did you hear, wh- what did you hear when talking to people about Harriger? 
Yeah, I asked a bunch of people around the league, and they were all saying really, really bright, really smart, hard worker. They said the guy actually has a really good eye for evaluation of uh, for the draft and for free agency and things like that. So uh, my my buddies who are general managers that know him uh, felt like that, man, this guy can not only help you as a coach, but he could also help you as an evaluator. And so I think that's a real positive as well. Now, back to what Dak had to say at uh, Super Bowl. We talked about the 20, 30% change, but and we're breaking out a lot for just a single answer here. But he says, I think if anything, it's things that need to be changed. What do you think Dak's talking about? I mean, we're asking to get into his head a little bit, but that sounds almost like Dak had some issues with the offense last year. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Yeah, I, I think he did. I think that to me, um, you know, I think that not only did Dak have some issues with the offense, I think the coaches had some issues with Dak, you know, and I, I think it really was a two-way street. I think there's some things that they wanted to do, and maybe they were felt like that they were a little bit handicapped from doing it, whether it was personnel, uh, whether it was fearful of the fear of mistake, uh, whether it was the fear of, actually reading the defenses and kind of understanding, okay, I need to go here with the ball. I really do think this was a two-way street. I don't think that, you know, I, I when you look at Kellen Moore, I kind of feel like that if you sat down and had a beer with him right now, he would probably tell you, hey, this is what I really, really didn't like about working with Dak. You know, everybody up front is talking about, oh, it's mutual, we're good, that's, you know, but there's probably, Kellen Moore's probably saying, hey, I couldn't do this with him or I couldn't do that. And then on the flip side, you sit down and have a beer with Dak. He's like, well, when Kellen would call this, I, you know, I, I, there's no way we could do this. I mean, he's asking me to do something that we just couldn't do. Didn't have the personnel, didn't have the, uh, you know, didn't have the, it wasn't the right time, you know? So I, I, I think that there was a little bit, when you get a parting of the ways, you know, and, and especially as successful as this offense was with points and yards and stuff like that, rankings, Man, there had to be something super, super, super wrong for them to to and and maybe the head coach had a problem with Kellen Moore, you know, and maybe the head coach agreed with Dak Prescott that hey, we're trying to do something that we're not capable of doing, and you know, and that and Kellen's like, well, damn, we're one of the best offenses in the league. We score points. We could probably be even better if you guys would just allow me to do this. So there was clearly something wrong on both sides here. Yeah, and I think, look, we, we've talked before, there was tension with Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy for almost the entire time they were de- there together. To be honest, and look, this is to be expected. I talked about this on 105 Through the Fan on uh, Friday morning. And and Brian, I'm sure we've not talked about it a lot because, I mean, I think it's in the past. It's it's not relevant. But I, I'm sure you heard some of the same things. That was not – 2020 was not, even before he got hurt, was not the easiest transition. There's There's natural tension that – builds up when you've got a new head coach and a quarterback. And I think over time they've uh, grown better and then grown close to each other. And now things are great. But I think the, the in general, 
Kellen Moore trying to incorporate his own ideas, the ideas that Scott Linehan had that he probably picked up from him, that from Jason Garrett, um, and then the stuff Mike wanted to include in the West Coast offense. Probably frustrating for Kellen Moore to create an offense that he felt was a bit of a hodgepodge and less just singularly what he wanted to do. And, and for Dak, I'm sure my thought of that when he said some things that need to be changed, I think Dak would rather say, give me Mike McCarthy's West Coast system or give me Kellen Moore and whatever system he wants to run. Don't give me this, you know, it's why Kurt Warner and guys talk about it doesn't look like a coherent, you know, scheme when you watch them play offense out there. And so I, I think it's because it is such a a mix of just a variety of different things. So it's probably best to just commit to let Kellen run the offense he wants or let Mike McCarthy run the offense he wants. But this blend really wasn't working out anymore. Yeah. Relationship. Dak Prescott said, when you lose a friend, you're going to be upset, but that's the nature of this business. When I say I'm upset, he's gone. It's not that I'm upset about the future. It's that when you're a player, you have a relationship that uh, you have the relationship we've had when he was a player. Uh, I watched his success and watched him grow into the coordinator that he is. I'm just as excited about our opportunity as I am for a new start for Kellen. There is zero doubt at this point, I think, from what we've heard from both sides, because I know there was a question earlier, like, oh, Kellen Moore got fired. The more you hear people talk about it, and it's there in Dak's quote there, this was 100% mutual, Kellen Moore and the Cowboys splitting. Yeah, I, I, it was, it, you know, it, it had to happen. I, I, you know, I mean, it. It had to happen. It really, really. I mean, I, I think that, you know, to me, Dak is, uh, you know, Dak is here. That's, I mean, they're they've committed to him. Uh, they've committed to, um, to trying to, uh, uh, you know, do what's best for him. And moving on from Kellen Moore, Mike McCarthy felt like obviously that moving on from him or moving on from Kellen would probably be the best thing for Dak. So, you know, that's kind of where all this is at right now, um, you know, with uh, with that. And I, you know, and I'm OK with that. If Mike makes that decision that they're that they're going to be better off with him calling the plays, then you know what? And it's going to help Dak. Uh, I am I am all I am all for that. Something had to be done. And I think they I think they did the right thing here. I really do. Last quote here from Dak Prescott in the article of Jory Epstein from uh, Yahoo Sports. He says, sometimes change is good. I'm a big believer in change, and I'm excited for Mike calling the plays. I'm excited for Shoddy. That's Brian Schottenheimer. I'm excited for just being able to dial into this offense and just really get it to where we want it to be. I'm excited as hell. Is there a little bit of Dak quarterback speak there, Brian, or uh, do you think that that's, that's his legitimate feeling on it? I think uh... – I think there's I think there's sometimes some quarterback speak there, you know. But I also feel like though that this is a this is a, like I said this is something that that needed to be needed to be done. And I, I you know what I I'm looking forward to seeing how Mike McCarthy handles Dak Prescott. I'm looking forward to seeing how uh, Brian Schottenheimer handles Dak Prescott. I, I really do. I, I I've heard nothing but positive positive things about Brian Schottenheimer coming from defensive players, you know, yeah. talking about, you know, what they believe Brian Schottenheimer, how he can help. So if guys are buying into Brian Schottenheimer, well then, you know, if, that, if Dak Prescott buys into him as well, I kind of feel like that that's uh that's something that uh, is going to be good going forward. You are listening to the love of the star podcast, the love of the stars and Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.